something from God's heart that God gave me this past day, past few days. Uh, the whole world knows what is happening here in the United States. We're in a worst crisis in our history. Uh, and the people everywhere, especially in New York City, where the crisis hangs so heavy overheads, there's a great fear. I was told that in the stock market after it closes, uh, men are collapsing and falling down in fear. And it's not just an American problem. It's a European problem. It's worldwide. God is doing what he warned us he would do when sins have mounted up into heaven. And that's that he would shake everything that can be shaken. And the whole world is shaking now with an economic meltdown. And it's going to get so frightening that not one of us will be unaffected. We're all going to be affected. Every minister, every family, Christians and unbelievers alike. We're all going to feel and see things that are terrifying. And many are going to have their faith shaken. Many are going to abandon their faith. Even when Jesus walked the earth, when hard message came, when hard times came, and he saw many leave him. He said, many, the Bible says, many forsook him. And he turned to his disciples and he said, will you forsake me also? Now, everywhere I go, I hear people saying, is there a word? What's going to happen next? What is God saying? And I want you to know what I believe God's speaking to my own heart, especially last night I was walking and talking with him. I went to the word of God because the only word is from the word itself, from God. There's no economist. There's no evangelist. There's no one that can give us the answers. We have to go to the word. We have to go to the Father. And in First Samuel, 30th chapter, I was I was moved by the story of David and his 600-man army. They came upon over the hill toward Ziklag, their home base. And it was in ruins. The fire had destroyed the city. His wives, all the wives, the children were all taken captive by the Amalekites. And the Bible says that David and his men wept. David was deeply distressed. And his men wept all day and probably through most of the night until they said there were no more tears. Now, let me tell you that you and I, the godliest person hearing my voice, I don't care how famous you may be. I don't care who you may be. When you first see these frightening things come on the earth, there will be that first flash of fear and terror. I picked up one of our national magazines this a few days ago, and it had a picture of the world, a man representing the world on the brink of falling into a chasm. And it said, the headlines were, the world is collapsing. And it's in the headlines, a great worldwide depression. And the first impact, when I read that, I had a trembling inside. I said, God, so quick, so sudden, how did this happen 
even though many of us prophesied about it for years, when it comes and you see it, it's so overwhelming. And David, the Bible said, now, now let, me, let me say this. If, if you were to say, I'm not afraid, then you really don't understand the situation. It's that first flash of fear. There's a time for weeping. And God understands that. And many of you listening to me now, the question is, where does this end? Where does it take it? What about the church and its future? Bible says David wept until there was no tears left. But then came a time. There comes a time. There is a time for weeping. There is a time that we will tremble. But God understands that. Then there comes a time to fight. David stood up. No more questions. The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And we have come to a time where every man, every woman has to get their own word from God. You can't get it from some great voice. You can't get it from someone you think is holier than you. You have to get alone with God. David got alone, and the Bible said he encouraged himself. And you'll hear the voices. But you have to get your own word, as David did. I have to get my own word. I have to shut myself in with God and with this book. And let the Lord speak encouragement to me. Folks, it doesn't matter who prophesied what and when. That's all in the past. It doesn't matter. And you'll hear a lot of prophetic voices saying, uh, good days are just ahead. No. We're in that time now that Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Hosea, and all the prophets said, the day of God's vengeance and recompense upon the wicked. But the prophet Isaiah said, but you are safe. This is not about God's people now, even though he's purging his church. This is about having a word from God. If you're a pastor, your congregation, like our congregation, coming to church in every service, what is God saying? What is the word? Now, David had 600 men that couldn't get a word. They didn't know how. But there are those who have walked with Jesus and know that the answer is here. And they have to come to the people now with a word of hope, a word of encouragement. David had the priest Abiathar. Abiathar couldn't help him. He had wise men, some of the wisest men in the world in his little army. They couldn't help him. Comes a time nobody can help you. Nobody give you a word. But David said to Abiathar, bring me the ephod. God spoke through the ephod in those days. And he got a word from the Lord, not from a pastor, not from anyone else. But he got a word of encouragement. God said, yes, I'm going to bring you through. There's going to be a recovery. You're going to know my hand for protection. Now, either this word is true, and I, I was walking... And I'm going to close in just a moment, but I don't want to take a lot of your time. I was walking with the Lord last night. And the Lord said, uh, David, you've, you've preached for 55 years around the world about how God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt and through the Red Sea. And about uh, 
the fiery furnace and the Hebrew children being delivered. You talk about Daniel being delivered from the lion's den. You talk about all these deliverance for 55 years. Now you're facing a test of faith like you've never known it. Was that mockery? Did you as the minister of the gospel say all this for 55 years and now it doesn't work for you? And, and I began to see that the mockers and the scoffers that are coming in the last days will come, some, many from the church itself. Scoffing in the word, giving up on the word because they, they, are, they, they don't turn to God. They get bitter against God and that's going to happen. But where are those Davids that will stand up with the word of God? And they've been tested. I have been tested. I've been tested in my family. Cancer. Uh, all kinds of attacks out of hell. But now God is at work. God is, this is God's doing. And by, I believe the Bible says God has everything under control. They, these, God said, don't mock me now. Don't scoff at my word. Stand. I've given you this word. God is going to see his church through. I hear people say, well, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not. Well, we're in a boat all right as Christians, but it's called the ark. It's the ark of safety. And God is going to ride his people through this storm. It may be difficult. The boat may shake. And there'll be storms and lightning and thunder. But God keeps his word. God has everything under control. And I ask you as a congregation of ministers and wives to stand to your feet and lift your hands and thank God for his faithfulness. He's going to see his church through. There's going to be a moving of the Spirit. God is going to bring those. He's going to awaken many, many multitudes. He's going to awaken those who have been cold and indifferent. He's going to pour his spirit out in the midst of all of this. Lift your hands. Stand, lift your hands. And thank God for his promises. And ask God to strengthen your faith. To give you a word so that you can stand before your family. You can stand before your friends. You can stand as David did. The whole army of 600 men rose up on one man's faith. Let that be you. God bless you. That was David Wilkinson. Okay, let me turn on my radio. Okay. I have to turn down my I've got my computer. I can hear double.
initiative or climate uh, conferences that they have going on. Um, and and um, I just want, want to, uh, I, was I was trying to play, play one, one uh, tape. I got one here. So just sit back and listen, listen to this. This is actually uh, a cardinal um, from the Vatican. And um, he has, he has something, something to say <laughs> that, that is, is very, very strange. strange. For one, For one thing, thing, he's, he's telling, telling uh, the individual that this is why God referred to climate change thing, thing where they're blaming individuals for praying, praying too much spray on, on their hair or, or Using too many, you know, using too many fossil fuels that they drive their car on the road or what have you. Um, so, so they, they are saying, saying that it, it's, it's, it's time, time to stop, stop. Um, negotiating these deals, these climate deals. Sometimes they actually put a, a foot through their talk. And that means they're, they're actually going they're going, going to actually stop talking about it and actually do it. Which is all all the climate change um, initiatives that they have in Colorado. Anyway, listen to Rome Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin addressed the United Nations 27 Colombian Pesos Climate Summit Tuesday, urging that zero emissions and warning climate change will not wait for us. Speaking for Pope Francis, Cardinal Perelin told the dignitaries gathered in the Egyptian resort town of Sharm el-Sheikh that the Holy See is fully committed to the goal of net zero emissions and is intensifying its efforts to improve its environmental management. The only way to overcome the climate emergency, the Cardinal contended, is to combine political, technical, and operational measures with the promotion of new lifestyles. The socio-ecological crisis that we are living is a propitious moment for individual and collective conversion and for concrete decisions that can no longer be postponed. He declared, the human face of the climate emergency challenges us deeply. We have a moral duty to act concretely in order to prevent and respond to the always more frequent and severe humanitarian impacts caused by climate change. He insisted, while underscoring the growing phenomenon of migrants being displaced by climate change, by the global crises such as the coronavirus pandemic and the war in Ukraine risk overshadowing our efforts here in Sharm el-Sheikh, he said. Echoing the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who said Monday that climate change is more important than other global issues because it is on a different timeline and a different scale and is the defining issue of our age. We cannot allow for this to happen. Cardinal Perlin said climate change will not wait for us. The wounds inflicted on our human family by the phenomenon of climate change are comparable to those resulting from a global conflict, the Cardinal stated, and thus our political will should be guided by the awareness that either we win together or we lose together. So there, so there you have it. it. Uh, get a lot of the cardinals and all. Um, Actually, I forgot. I think I'm going to pull it up. So. Yeah, because I was scared myself. And the microphone must be working. Or something's working that, that's hearing me. Um, so anyway, so... We see these um, organizations come together. You know, we we see the um, different types of world e- economic forum and and all these organizations. We see um, 
what's the guy uh, that uh, runs the economic forum? Uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> I forget his name. Wow. He, he he's um, an unusual guy, but their uh, their plan is to bring in a new world order. They're going to do it with climate change. They're going to do it with regulation, different types of vaccines, viruses. Um, just death, death. They George Capstone to gun uh, down the population. Uh, anyway, I want to bring up uh, quickly about the noises that people have been hearing around the world. Definitely, um, at, least, at least they say there was noises that was heard in um, the Euphrates River, and there's like kind of like if you walk up on and there's a kind of like a desert and you you see these artifacts, I mean, as far as mountains is concerned. And then you go and you see this surveyed area and there are holes that are in the ground. And you can hear, uh, if that is, if it's not a fake, you know, there's a lot of fake things going on, but if you can hear it, it I mean, I, I can't, I don't have it on this show right here, but I want to bring it on. Um, you can hear, um, it sounds like monsters and chained up. You can, it's just, you can hear the chains and then you can hear, you know, a loud, you know, screaming like an animal or something. And some believe that, you know, some Christians believe that that could be, um, demons or fallen angels um, held up in a cage under the Euphrates River. And we know that in the Bible it says that there are beasts that are going to come out of the bottomless pit. And um, if you read Joel chapter 3, I believe it is, it describes these beasts. Uh, Sounds like you're watching some type of sci-fi movie and these beasts, as they fly, they fly in unity. And as they, before they come, it is the Garden of Eden. And after they come, it is stubble or fire. Um, that's quite an environment, <laughs> to say the least. So um, we're going to come back to that subject as well, as well as the climate subject, the CP, COP27 as well in the future. Um, I want to talk about quickly the American uh, election. The reason why I say America is because we are reaching the whole world, so our our um, our audience is more than America. I mean, it's mo- majority America, but it's more than America. So I'm going to uh, sometimes say America instead of, you know, us or we, as if we're the United States is the only one listening to this program. Um, So the blood moon uh, over the United States on election day. Um, I don't know if that holds any weight in relevance to um, uh, because it's a blood moon which would signify um, a warning to Israel and a uh, solar eclipse, which is the sun, 
would signify a message to the Gentiles. Now, we know that on April 8, 2024, there will be another solar eclipse to cross over the already uh, eclipse that happened on August 21st, 2017. Them have a omen. I believe any time a eclipse um, comes, um, or rather, rather, I'm sorry, if a moon comes, it is an omen to Israel. So whatever just happened is probably a message to Israel more than it is a message to the United States. Fighting against the Antichrist. Um, what's peculiar about everything that was going on is happened to do with uh, sin um, that night. Um, it was election night. I mean, there are things that happened that a lot of people don't believe happened. People think that there are a little hanky-panky stuff going on, and that's why, I, I mean, myself, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that kind of speculation. But I will say this, God knows, and God will judge, and God will bring all things that are in the dark and the light. So we got to understand that God is in control. Whatever happens in America on Tuesday night, uh, the Democrats go hanging in there, and they thought it was going to be a red wave. It probably was a red wave, but we'll never find out. I mean, especially if you go to heaven, you might find out, but if you go to hell, you never find out. So there's there's an added incentive in there. I guess I'm being sarcastic, but there is an added incentive in there for you to make it to heaven so you can find out everything that has happened. Uh, you know, kind of like a kid doesn't want to go to sleep at night because they're scared they're going to miss something. If you don't want to miss something, go to heaven. If you want to consider that kind of sarcastic, uh, I apologize. Anyway, um, so I'm going to be doing 30-minute shows because I'm really good at 30. Probably good at 30. I'm probably good at an hour. I've been accused of running and blabbing my mouth for a whole hour and a half. Uh, but we're going to do it with them, with, with, with not just me talking, but we're going to do it with some um, information in front of me. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing is praying, reading my word, and coming on here and teaching the word of God first, first things first. But I'm also going to be coming on giving information that, you need or information that I want to go and tell somebody else. I'm saying you better go tell somebody. Well, you better go tell somebody. Jesus Christ is coming back. Here's where I say, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now's the time. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He died to take your sins away. He died to separate you from your sins. So Jesus will take your sins away from you. 
if you have an alcohol addiction problem, drinking problem, drug problem, he will take it away from you. He will take that sin away from you. So give him a chance. I'm going to say a prayer and you repeat after me. Heavenly Father, pray that you will come into my heart. Save me from my sin. I want to go to heaven. Please be my Savior. And and uh, I want to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer, then believe it and and follow Jesus. Really, really follow Jesus. Don't just say it. Follow him. Anyway, um, so I got about three minutes left. I just want to say um, thank you for listening to the program. Um, this program is uh, out, actually out on Spotify and 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 um, but it's out there. It's on iTunes and any others, any other Stitcher. So if you want to go in your car, drive drive down the street, listen to the show. You know, you and your Pandora. Um, I went there the other day, and it, it did not play. It's like a skeleton there, so I don't know if they're still setting it up or not. I will check it out once I'm done here. Anyway, we also are going to be working on getting the website pretty soon, um, so you'll be able to hear from us. I'm actually going to um, say goodbye tonight, and God bless you guys, and be safe out there. And I'm going to play my intro for my extra outro, my intro for my outro. God bless. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So sit back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. God bless.